Section 197 of Chesterfield's Letters to His Son. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. Letter 251. Bath, November 13, 1762. My dear friend, I have received your letter, and believe that your preliminaries are very near the mark, and upon that supposition, I think we have made a tolerable good bargain with Spain, at least full as good as I expected, and almost as good as I wished, though I do not believe that we have got all Florida. But if we have St. Augustine, I suppose that, by the figure of par pro toto, will be called all Florida. We have by no means made so good a bargain with France, for in truth, what do we get by it, except Canada, with a very proper boundary of the river Mississippi, and that is all. As for the restrictions upon the French fishery in Newfoundland, they are all very well, per le predica, and for the commissary whom we shall employ, for he will have a good salary from hence, to see that those restrictions are complied with, and the French will double that salary, that he may allow them all to be broken through. It is plain to me that the French fishery will be exactly what it was before the war. The three leeward islands, which the French yield to us, are not altogether worth half so much as that of St. Lucia, which we give up to them. Senegal is not worth one quarter of Gore. The restrictions of the French in the East Indies are as absurd and impracticable as those of Newfoundland, and you will live to see the French trade to the East Indies, just as they did before the war. But after all I have said, the articles are as good as I expected with France, when I considered that no one single person who carried on this negotiation on our parts was ever concerned or consulted in any negotiation before. Upon the whole, then, the acquisition of Canada has cost us fourscore million sterling. I am convinced we might have kept Guadalupe if our negotiators had known how to have gone about it. His most faithful majesty of Portugal is the best off of anybody in this transaction, for he saves his kingdom by it, and has not laid out one moidure in defense of it. Spain, thank God, in some measure, pays les potes cassis, for besides St. Augustine, Logwood, etc., it has lost at least four millions sterling in money, ships, etc. Hart is here, who tells me he has been at this place these three years, excepting some few excursions to his sister. He looks ill, and laments that he has frequent fits of the yellow jaundice. He complains of his not having heard from you these four years. You should write to him. These waters have done me a great deal of good, though I drink but two-thirds of a pint in the whole day which is less than the soberest of my countrymen drink of claret at every meal. I should naturally think, as you do, that this session will be a stormy one, that is, if Mr. Pitt takes an active part, but if he is pleased, as the ministers say, there is no other Aeolus to blow a storm. The Dukes of Cumberland, Newcastle, and Devonshire have no better troops to attack than with the militia, but Pitt alone is ipse agmen. God bless you. Letter 252, Bath, November 27, 1762. My dear friend, I received your letter this morning, and return you the ball à la volée. The King's speech is a very prudent one, and as I suppose that the address and answer to it were, as usual, in almost the same words, my Lord Mayor might very well call them innocent. As His Majesty expiates so much upon the great achievements of the war, I cannot help hoping that, when the preliminaries shall be laid before Parliament in due time, which I suppose means, after the respective ratifications of all the contracting parties, that some untalked-of and unexpected advantage will break out in our treaty with France. 
St. Lucia at least. I see in the newspapers an article which I by no means like, in our treaty with Spain, which is that we shall be at liberty to cut logwood in the Bay of Campeche, but by paying for it. Who does not see that this condition may, and probably will, amount to a prohibition, by the price which the Spaniards may set it at? It was our undoubted right, and confirmed to us by former treaties, before the war, to cut logwood gratis. But this new stipulation, if true, gives us a privilege something like a reprieve to a criminal, with a non obstante to be hanged. I now drink so little water, that it can neither do me good nor hurt. But as I bathe but twice a week, that operation, which does my rheumatic carcass good, will keep me here some time longer than you had allowed. Hart is going to publish a new edition of his Gustavus in octavo, which, he tells me, he has altered, and which I could tell him he should translate into English, or it will not sell better than the former. For while the world endures, style and manner will be regarded, at least as much as matter. And so, diem vous aille dans la sainte garde. Letter 253, Bath, December 13, 1762. My dear friend, I received your letter this morning, with the enclosed preliminaries, which we have had here these three days, and I return them, since you intend to keep them, which is more than I believe the French will. I am very glad to find that the French are to restore all the conquests they made upon us in the East Indies during this war, and I cannot doubt but that they will likewise restore to us all the cod that they shall take within less than three leagues of our coasts in North America, a distance easily measured, especially at sea, according to the spirit, though not the letter of the treaty. I am informed that the strong opposition to the peace will be in the House of Lords, though I cannot well conceive it, nor can I make out above six or seven who will be against it upon a division." unless, which I cannot suppose, some of the bishops should vote on the side of their maker. God bless you. End of section 197. Read by Professor Heather and By. For more free audiobooks or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org.